This is Visio Podcast 35 from LearningRadiology.com. Traumatic Injuries of the Foot, Part 2. Hello, I'm William Herring from Albert Einstein Medical Center in Philadelphia. In Part 1 of this two-part podcast, we spoke about fractures of the fifth metatarsal, stress fractures, fractures of the tarsal navicular, and calcaneal fractures. In this podcast, we're going to discuss the Lisfranc fracture dislocations and the Chopard fracture dislocations, and there'll be a mini quiz at the end. The normal anatomic relationship for the first toe on a frontal view of the foot is the lateral border of the first metatarsal shown here by the red arrow should align with the lateral border of the first or medial cuneiform. The normal anatomical relationship for the second toe is the medial border of the second metatarsal, shown here by the red arrow, should align with the medial border of the second or intermediate cuneiform, shown by the blue arrow. For the third toe, the medial and lateral borders of the third metatarsal should align with the medial and lateral borders of the third or lateral cuneiform, shown here by the red arrows and the blue arrows. For the fourth toe, the medial border of the fourth metatarsal should align with the medial border of the cuboid, shown here by the blue arrow. And for the fifth toe, the lateral margin of the fifth metatarsal can project laterally to the cuboid by about 3 millimeters on the oblique view of the foot. The red arrow is pointing to the lateralmost portion of the proximal fifth metatarsal, and the distance from it to the cuboid should be less than three millimeters. Jacques Lisfranc is the man for whom a Lisfranc fracture is named. He was a field surgeon in Napoleon's army, and he described a new technique for an amputation that was used to treat soldiers who fell from their horse with their foot caught in a stirrup. At least that's one version of it. Another version is that it was used on the Russian front for those soldiers who suffered from frostbite. Lisfranc fracture dislocations are the most common dislocations of the foot. They can be subtle and can be missed in up to 20% of the cases in which they're present. They occur at the junction between the tarsal bones of the midfoot and the metatarsals of the forefoot. They're usually due to severe injuries, severe plantar flexion of the foot that occurs in sports-related injuries, especially in football, motor vehicle collisions, and falls from a height. The exception is the presence of a Lisfranc fracture dislocation in diabetics, which we'll talk about in a few moments. The Lisfranc ligament diagonally connects the first cuneiform with the base of the second metatarsal, shown here by the diagonal line with the double-headed arrow. If it remains intact, that is, it itself doesn't rupture, then it can produce a fracture of the lateral portion of the first cuneiform or the base of the second metatarsal. There are two basic types of Lisfranc dislocations. The homolateral variety is more common than the divergent variety. In the homolateral type, all of the metatarsals are dislocated to the same side, and usually it's the second through the fifth metatarsals that are dislocated laterally. This is an example of a homolateral Lisfranc dislocation. 
In this case, not only are the second through fifth metatarsals dislocated laterally, but the first metatarsal is also dislocated. The second type is a divergent type of Lisfranc fracture dislocation. It is usually more severe than the homolateral variety and is frequently associated with the fractures of the first cuneiform. There is usually medial displacement of the first metatarsal and lateral displacement of the second through fifth metatarsals, but occasionally they may involve only medial displacement of the first metatarsal. This is a variety of divergent Lisfranc dislocation in which the third, fourth, and fifth metatarsals, shown here by the red arrow, are dislocated laterally, while the first and second metatarsals are dislocated more medially. There are several fractures that are associated with Lisfranc dislocations, among them fractures at the base of the second metatarsal, the cuboid, fractures of the shafts of the metatarsals, dislocations of the first and second cuneiforms and the cuneonavicular joint, and fractures of the tarsal navicular. This is the typical appearance of a Lisfranc dislocation on a lateral view of the foot. The bones of the midfoot, shown here by the white arrow, are subluxed toward the plantar direction with relationship to the metatarsals. There is a relationship between Lisfranc fracture dislocations and Charcot neuropathy. Lisfranc fractures are uncommon in general, but they are relatively common in diabetics, especially in diabetics who have a peripheral neuropathy. The Lisfranc fracture dislocations can either result from or lead to a Charcot joint. Contrary to the mechanism of Lisfranc fractures in normal individuals, which require severe trauma, in diabetics, Lisfranc fracture dislocations can occur with minimal or no trauma. And the Lisfranc joint, the tarsometatarsal joint, is the most common site for involvement in Charcot arthropathy, occurring in up to 45% of all patients with Charcot arthropathy. This is an example of a patient who is a diabetic who has Charcot arthropathy and has a Lisfranc dislocation. You can see that there is lateral displacement of the second, third, fourth, and fifth metatarsals on the fragmented tarsal bones. There's also fragmentation of the base of the metatarsals. This is another patient who has Charcot arthropathy to a lesser extent than the first patient and a Lisfranc dislocation. There is increased sclerosis surrounding the tarsometatarsal joints. There is lateral displacement of the shaft of the third metatarsal, shown by the yellow arrow, with reference to the third cuneiform, shown by the blue arrow. And there is also increased distance between the lateralmost portion of the fifth metatarsal, shown by the red arrow, and the adjacent cuboid, more than three millimeters. This is another example of a Lisfranc dislocation, not in a diabetic patient. We showed this earlier in which there is lateral displacement of metatarsals 3, 4, and 5, while metatarsals 1 and 2 are not laterally displaced. 
Sometimes list fracture dislocations can be very subtle, and even though there may be appropriate alignment of the cuneiforms and the metatarsals, you should look for increased distance between the bases of the first and second metatarsals or the first and second cuneiforms, and if it's greater than 5 millimeters in a patient who sustained trauma, then you should suspect a list dislocation, as is shown here. Topart fracture dislocations. Heart fracture dislocations are named after Francois Chopart, a French surgeon who described them with reference to a mid-tarsal amputation between the hindfoot and the midfoot for necrosis of the distal foot. Must have been a shy and retiring individual because I was unable to find a photo of him. He died in 1795 of cholera. Chopart fracture dislocations are uncommon they occur as a result of falls from heights, motor vehicle collisions, and sports-related injuries, more often basketball. They require severe trauma, and they occur at the junction between the hind foot and the midfoot. This is a diagram from radiographics. The black arrows are pointing to the Chopart joint, which occurs between the talus and the calcaneus that make up the hind foot and the tarsal navicular and cuboid that make up the midfoot. Imaging findings for Chopart dislocations include medial and dorsal displacement of the distal fragments, although there can also be lateral displacement. The talus continues to articulate with the tibia, and Chopart fracture dislocations are associated with fractures of the calcaneus, the cuboid, and the tarsal navicular. An example of a Chopart dislocation. On the lateral view, it is clear that the tarsal navicular, shown here by the N, has dislocated superiorly dorsally when compared with the talus, which continues to articulate with the distal tibia. Frontal view, you can see that the talus, marked by the T, no longer articulates with the tarsal navicular, marked with the N. In this case, there's lateral displacement of the entire foot starting from the midfoot forward on the hindfoot. It's time for your mini quiz. You can pause your computer or MP3 player as you look at this case and decide what you think it is. Well, this is an example of a Lisfranc fracture dislocation in a patient with diabetic Charcot arthropathy. Once again, there is fragmentation at the tarsal metatarsal joints of the toes, and there is lateral displacement of the second, third, fourth, and fifth metatarsals. Here's a second case. Pause your computer or MP3 player. This patient has an avulsion fracture of the base of the fifth metatarsal. Here's your next case. What would you image next? Pause your computer or MP3 player. You can see that there is a fracture in the calcaneus, as indicated by the red arrow, with flattening of Bowler's angle, which we talked about in the podcast before this. And so, since these fractures are usually sustained by individuals who fall or jump from heights, you would want to image the thoracolumbar junction of the spine because they are often associated with compression fractures of T11, T12, L1, or L2. This individual has a compression fracture of T12. 
Here's your next case. Pause your computer or MP3 player. This is a stress fracture of the third metatarsal. You can see that there is periosteal reaction, callus formation, and slight increase in density of the shaft of the third metatarsal. Characteristically, these fractures may be invisible on x-rays immediately after they occur and not become visible until several days to weeks later when callus formation occurs. For last case, pause the computer or MP3 player. Well, this is not a fracture. This longitudinally oriented bone is a normal apophysis at the base of the fifth metatarsal that occurs in growing children and should not be confused for the transverse fracture across the tuberosity of the fifth metatarsal that represents a true fracture.